Hey friends, just an FYI, if you're a new listener to this podcast, you might not know that we sell planner stickers and weatherproof stickers in our Etsy shop, hand-designed by me, Katie. Many of our stickers are inspired by the incredible natural places that I've traveled to, such as Mount Rainier in Washington State or the beaches of Puerto Rico. I'm just so inspired by magical natural places. Do you want to shop our stickers? You can shop our Etsy shop or on our website. Find the link to Shop Studio Sisters in our show. Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We're your hosts and sisters, Katie and Taylor. We travel the world, make beautiful things, and run our online businesses. We're creative entrepreneurs and Etsy experts, and we are on a mission to help you make meaningful income online and to create what you love. On the Studio Sisters podcast, we will dive into all things Etsy, running an online business, making money, creating while traveling, and growing your brand. We want you to leave this podcast with more confidence in yourself, your online small business, and the belief that your creative dream life is possible for you. So let's do this. Hey everyone, Taylor here for a solo show today. I'll be talking about product validation and how to know if the product idea you have will sell well on Etsy. I've got three easy steps for validating a product to see how well it will sell on Etsy. This topic is really helpful for understanding your product, who the customers are who would want to buy it, understanding your competition, and making sure that you don't spend time making a product to sell on Etsy if it's not a good fit. This is really helpful for you to grow your business online and to successfully create and market products that actually sell. We'll be focusing specifically on Etsy today. And the reason that we're focusing on Etsy is because we know Etsy really well. In 2020, we went from making $0 and not having our Etsy shop to opening our Etsy shop and within six months making more than $100,000 on Etsy and catapulting ourselves to the top 1% of more than 2 million Etsy Etsy sellers. So needless to say, Etsy is our jam and we feel really comfortable sharing information about how to grow your business on Etsy. However, the three-step process that I'm going to share today can definitely be used on other platforms as well. Etsy is a handmade and vintage platform. If you are selling vintage on Etsy, it needs to, items need to be 20 years or older. And for items to be handmade, they need to be made by you or a part of the process is made by you. You cannot resell other people's handmade items or wholesale other types of resale goods. Etsy's focus is on authentically handmade items. Personalization is a best-selling category, as well as jewelry items, wedding items, party and kids items, or handmade um, creative or art supplies, like stickers in our case. With these things in mind, I'll describe how you can determine if your handmade product is a good fit for Etsy. If it's not a good fit, 
I'm not saying that you shouldn't make the item if you just really love making it, but it means from a business standpoint, you probably shouldn't waste your time on Etsy if your product will not actually sell to the kind of customer that shops on Etsy. Additionally, if it's not a good fit for Etsy, it could be a good fit for another market like Instagram, Facebook, or Shopify. So keep that in mind. This is a process to help you determine, first of all, whether your product is a good fit for a business or hobby. And then second of all, if your product is a good fit for Etsy or a different marketplace. Think about that. You cannot sell a product successfully on Etsy if the person you want to sell to who will find your product amazing and perfect isn't on Etsy. That would be like fighting an uphill battle. So you need to put a product on Etsy that taps into the the first step to validating your product and how to know if you have a good product that's a fit for Etsy is to know Is there good competition for similar items on Etsy? First, you should search for similar items on Etsy's website. Make note of the styles, common price points, and the number of sales that most of the successful shops have. If you're seeing a lot of shops that have only had 25 sales or 50 sales of items that are similar to yours, Honestly, that's really not a successful product for Etsy. You want to identify that there are multiple shops selling similar products to yours that have sales in the thousands, that have more than 200 reviews, that have 800 reviews. So this indicates to you that this is a good type of item for Etsy. You are not looking for identical items to yours, but items that would fall in a very similar category. You can find a competitor's number of sales by clicking on their profile and you'll see that number right under their shop logo. For example, if you were to click on our shop, Shop Studio Sisters, under our logo, you would see that we have this year just over 8,000 sales on Etsy. Second, you should take a look at the number of search results for the kind of item you searched. For example, if I search clay earrings, there are over 300,000 items that come up. If I scroll through some of the listings on the first page, it's easy to see that this is a popular item with really good competition because many of the sellers have hundreds of reviews. This is a really good indicator that this would be a product that's a good fit for Etsy. However, 300,000 results really is too many items and it's unlikely you'd ever get found in a search that big. No customer is going to click through 300,000 items and find you magically and that's the item that they love. What you'll need to do is niche down your search engine optimization, your SEO, and try to rank in searches of 1,000 to 25,000 listings instead of Clay Earrings, which has 300,000 search results. To give you an example, if I search the term clay earrings with earth tones, I only get 1,200 results. And if I was a customer looking for something in really earth tones with lots of brown and tan and rust, I might be getting more specific. And so if you lined up your listing with that kind of search description, 
you could get found more easily. Be sure to listen to our other podcast episode on SEO basics to learn more about this. I've linked this episode in our show notes for you. So based on this first step, is there good competition? Clay earrings would be a really good product to sell on Etsy because it's a popular item with good competition. Similar shops have a lot of success defined by the number of sales that they have with this type of product. On the other hand, if you search a product and there's only a few people selling the item and most of these sellers have less than 200 sales in their shops, this product really doesn't have good competition and this is an indicator that it probably won't do very well on Etsy. The next step in the process is to define your customer profile. Who is your ideal customer? Or another description of this that you might hear on other podcasts and from other Etsy sellers, who is your customer avatar? You need to determine their age, education, what job they have. Are they parents or not? Are they married or not? Where does the average customer for you live? What is their income level? What are their hobbies? What are their social behaviors? Do they love cooking dinner for friends? Are they hiking and going on vacations a lot? What are their hopes and fears? Is your ideal customer a mom who wants to be more organized and she always feels like she can never get her life together? Is your average customer a home chef that really wants to grow their passion and become more skilled and you sell handmade knives and cutting boards. Think about the emotional reasons that your customer might buy your product. For example, with our planner stickers, one of our emotional reasons that the customer buys the product is to become more organized so they have more time for the things that they love. We are solving an emotional problem for them by selling a sheet of stickers. We are helping them reduce the time that they spend on planning or forgetting things and helping them keep track of the small details in their life so they can focus on the things that really matter. Defining this person will help you validate your product. You need to know who you're selling to. If your ideal customer is an American mom living in Utah in your in her 30s, and you sell planner pages, you really need to understand that you're not just selling planner pages. You're selling a product that helps her reduce her stress, stay organized, have more time for herself and her family because she's got a plan. Dialing in this target customer will help you determine if that customer is on Etsy. How do you do that? How do you figure out if your target customer is on Etsy? You look for similar products, as we mentioned in step one of this process, but you also define what does your typical customer, your ideal customer, what do they buy besides your product? Does that mom in Utah also buy birthday gifts and party supplies for her kid, which can be found on Etsy? Does she buy handmade cards or journals to gift to her friends or to buy for herself? Can these be found on Etsy? The goal of defining your target customer and determining if they're already shopping and hanging out on Etsy is important because you want to make sure that the product is aligned with a small portion of the 45 million buyers on Etsy. 
You need to know if the person who will find your product perfect and exactly what they want and they're really excited about it, if that person is even part of Etsy's customer base, portion of those 45 million shoppers on Etsy who actually want your product. If at this stage you've determined that the ideal customer you have is not on Etsy, they aren't buying similar products on there, there's not a lot of competition, you would want to look at other possible markets for selling your product. Maybe you sell locally through a Facebook group that you've built through social networks. Maybe you sell locally in a handmade market. Maybe Instagram or Shopify or even your own website would be a better way for you to reach that target customer. There are a lot of options, but make sure that you don't waste your time on a product on Etsy that doesn't fit the kind of customer who shops on Etsy. If you have determined that there are other shops selling similar items to yours with a good record of sales indicated by the number of sales they have and the number of reviews that they have, and you've determined that your ideal customer hangs out on Etsy, which is indicated by similar products that they might buy, but also related products that your ideal customer might want are being sold successfully on Etsy. The third step is to get more insight into your target customer by finding out who you know who would buy your product that also fits your customer profile. Who do you know in your life that is your ideal customer? Maybe you know this person really well. Maybe it's your sister or your husband or your friend or just an extended family friend. But we want to explore that customer avatar a little bit further. Maybe it's a coworker that fits that profile, but try to answer this question. I want you to jot down three to four people who would fit your customer avatar profile. It doesn't have to be exact, but try to jot down three to four people who meet those demographics, age, income level, education, occupation, family status, and also jot down some of their social behaviors. What are their hobbies? What do they enjoy? What do they spend their time on? And what's important to them? What are their hopes and fears? What do you know about these people? Here's why this is so important. It helps you understand your customer avatar, who they are, what's important to them, why they make buying decisions. These two, three, four people that you've identified can give you feedback on the product. And they are potentially customers or they might know other people right away who would want to buy your product who can help you get started. The most important part of identifying other people you already know who generally fit your customer profile is because they're going to give you insights that you need. Let me give you an example. I would say that I'm probably the target customer of multiple friends I know who make clay earrings and sell them on Etsy. I buy clay earrings. I like the way they look. They're super cute and stylish and I think it's a great trend. So I would be the target customer for 
more than one of my friends who sell clay earrings online. If one of my friends were to ask me about my experience with clay earrings and why I buy them, if she were to analyze me as a target customer, she would probably be be completely surprised by some of my answers. If she were to analyze my behaviors as a customer and speak to me about her product, she would probably find out a few different things about me. First, really unique designs are highest on my list. I don't want to buy to wear or buy something that is mass produced or looks like it was very quickly made. So interesting clay combinations, special techniques, colors, layers, all of these things would be emotional reasons that I would buy. Why do I say that the style of something is emotional? I say that it's emotional because it taps into this idea that I want something that's authentic and unique. Standing out is important to me. That's my emotional response. I want something that's truly authentic. It feels good to me. The second thing that she might find out if she explored my purchasing decisions around clay earrings a little bit more is she would find out that shipping time or shipping cost is really not the most important factor in my buying decisions. If it takes her a couple of weeks to make them, that's not a problem for me because I'm focused on that authentic style. Paying for shipping also doesn't bother me. Although free shipping would be great, it's not the most important factor because I understand the cost of shipping and I don't want my items broken. Price is also not the most important reason or most important deciding factor when I'm shopping for earrings. I am not looking for the least expensive option. So, What that would tell my friends who make and sell clay earrings is it would tell them that they should probably price their earrings higher or that they could get get away with pricing on the higher end and not worry about being the cheapest possible earrings because I care more about the style than trying to buy the cheapest possible item. It's not my priority. One thing that I found as a customer is that most clay earrings on Etsy are made with really cheap metal alloy backings. And as someone with allergies, these make my ears itch really bad. So some of the earrings that I've gotten that I really love, actually I can only wear for a couple of hours or less because they make my ears itch really, really bad because they're made with nickel alloys. So just by dialing in that information and using stainless steel or hypoallergenic materials, someone who was selling clay earrings could really niche down on a special kind of customer, her target customer who cares more about the style and the quality of the materials and less about the price. And she could really stand out on Etsy by niching down to that target customer. Finding all of this information out will help you validate whether or not that product is a good fit for Etsy and also how to be aligned with competition, but stand out from your competition. So to recap, I recommend three steps to go through before you start producing a handmade product to sell on Etsy. The first, establish that there's already a good market for similar items and that there is strong competition, which is a good thing. 
Competition is a great thing. It doesn't mean that Etsy is oversaturated. It means that there are a lot of people out there making lots and lots of money on these kind of items. And all you have to do is tap into it, follow a strong system, and grow your shop. The second thing is that you need to define your ideal customer profile. This is part of dialing in a successful niche. Understand who you're selling to. And the third step is to determine who you know that fits that profile and engage with them about their buying habits to further understand your product's best fit on Etsy and the best fit for that customer. By going through this process, you can stop worrying about the question, what if nobody buys my handmade item? What if no one buys my earrings? What if no one buys my paintings? You don't have to worry about this question, friends. All you need to do is take the time to validate. You don't have to feel like you're headed into the great unknown. Instead, you can feel confident in the research that you've done and you have determined that your product is a good fit for Etsy. This research that you've done is your secret treasure. This is a fabulous tool for successful selling on Etsy, and it doesn't cost you a dime to research this information. If you've determined that your product is a good fit for selling on Etsy, it's time to start producing. But save all of the research that you've done on your phone or your computer. Make yourself a running tab of notes. And you can use this as a starting point for developing your keyword research and your SEO once you've begun to list your products on Etsy. Once you have your shop launched and you're listing products, you need to optimize your search terms and get found by your ideal customers. To do this, be sure to listen to our podcast episode on SEO basics. Thank you so much for listening, friends. I hope that this has been helpful. If you have any questions about your own specific product, about product validation, or how to do research for Etsy, I would love to talk to you. Please slide into my DMs and we'll talk about Etsy and all things creative business. Or you can reach out to us at Shop Studio Sisters. I would really enjoy talking to you. Keep creating and we'll talk soon. 